Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Okay, so Hannibal, Alice, and Thelonious, the three of you uh, have entered into a uh, rather large chamber. Uh, This one's quite big. It's probably like, you know, maybe about 100 feet around. Uh, It's a large circular chamber. uh, And uh, above the door uh, is a plaque, a smaller one. And then on the left side of the room and the right side of the room is a plaque on each side. Okay, what do they say? The one by the door says, solve the two riddles to pass, lest you summon forth wrath. That's a great ominous start. So, uh, I'm going to give you some metagame knowledge here just so I don't frustrate you guys. There are two riddles in this room. If you decide to give up, so long as two-thirds of you say, I give up, then the wrath will happen. So you're not necessarily stuck dealing with these riddles. They're only here if you want to avoid that wrath. Okay, so we can hear the riddles first and then decide. Oh, absolutely. You can think about it for a while and then decide to give up. I mean, it's, you know... If we give a get, do we only get one chance at it? No, not necessarily. You you get multiple chances. Uh, uh, so only when we say we give up, two-thirds of us. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. But By there's the way, four of us. Well, he here's can't... the thing. The Great Devourer here, uh, he doesn't care enough. He just tells you guys that he, he is more than willing to just deal with the wrath. He thinks he can take it no problem. Uh, okay. So as far as that goes, it's on you three. Would you like to hear the first riddle? Sure. He who makes me doesn't want me. He who buys me doesn't need me. He who uses me doesn't care. He who makes me doesn't need me. Doesn't want me. Doesn't want me. He who makes me doesn't want me. He who buys me doesn't need me. He who uses me doesn't care. He who makes me doesn't want me. Mm-hmm. He who makes me doesn't want me. 
He who buys me doesn't need me. He who uses me doesn't care. Okay, so that's riddle number one. The next riddle... Are they tied to each other? Like, are they connected? Nope, they are two separate riddles. Okay. I can tell you that much. Uh, the next riddle is some numbers with some blank spots, and then numbers that you can fill in. Okay. So the top part, which is already solved, the number eight, space, 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 so the three spaces, and then the number one, space, 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 so three spaces again, the number two, and then the number zero. And the six numbers for you to fill in are three, four, five, six, seven, nine. So it's zero through nine, Eight, space, 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 one, space, 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 two, zero are already filled in. Uh, and I'm going to rule that you can't just say we're going to take the time to try every number combination because there's too many combinations to try. So there's an <clears throat> obvious answer to this. Yes, there is. Okay. I'm glad you picked two riddles for us to have on a podcast. And Lots that, of dead air. And that is exactly why you guys can immediately just say, right out of hell with it, I'm giving up. Oh, no, we're going dead air. We're going lots of dead air. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, listeners, get ready to hear nothing for the next hour. I, and so I, I, you know, floating by the, uh, the you know, kind of the door to the next, and you know, uh, the next chamber, or next hallway, is Anavel. And he floats and kind of has an, a bit annoyed. His tail sort of spins around in the air. And he starts shifting scale color. And he shifts from... Does, yeah? Does Anavel have... Did Anavel eat anyone that would have a really good brain? My power doesn't exactly work that way. I don't absorb knowledge or, or memories when I'm eating somebody, investigator. Instead, I gain one of their powers and some additional abilities. Okay, so you're not going to do me any freaking good here. I'm more than happy for us to deal with this wrath. Any ideas? I'm still working. <laughs> no, no, you, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Annabelle, uh, bored, waiting on you guys, uh, just continually changes through his uh, scale colors from red to blue to green to black to white. And it seems like those are the colors he can change into. You don't think he can change into other scale colors. Uh, gold, brass, copper. You don't think he's able to do that. 
And he says, I have all the time in the world, investigators, but I'm not sure that your priestly friend does. You might want to hurry up. Can the first riddle maybe be like some sort of a weapon? Want to take a shot in the dark? You have unlimited, uh, you have unlimited, essentially, responses. Can I just say, is it a weapon? Well, we gotta say just, an answer. Yeah, I need an answer. <clears throat> he who makes me doesn't want me. He who buys me doesn't need me. He who uses me doesn't care. Well, sounds to me like, oh, excuse me. Investigator, it sounds to me like blacksmiths can absolutely need or use their own wares. I'd say go back to the drawing board. I think it's something more abstract. Huh. I, I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm thinking of things like like time and, and money. I mean, I don't think that neither of those I don't fit, but those yeah. that's kind of where the, where my brain is going. Something you say, untangible. You say time, you say money, nothing happens. So if we get one right, is the wrath lessened? You don't know. Presumably, maybe, maybe not. Annabelle continues to float. Bored. Ah, investigators. I don't know that you're going to answer this. You might as well accept the wrath. <clears throat> you know, you could, you could help us brainstorm. Very well. Tell me your ideas and I'll criticize them. Very helpful. Um... Trying to figure out the sequence of numbers. Yep, it's uh, the number eight, three spaces, the number one, three spaces, two, and then zero. A pretty random assortment of numbers, it seems. Every like number they... has to be used. Every number below the three, four, five, six, seven, nine has to go into one of the three spots. Yep. Okay. What were you going to say there, uh, Alice? I'm working on like, all right, what if we might like each number is like minus the previous one. But then you eventually have to add at some point when you get to the one. I well, let's see. I Annabelle says, well, then it doesn't seem like all that much math is involved, then does it? How so? Well, if you would have to get to that final number, there doesn't seem to be a way to do it. And besides, I don't see any kind of addition, subtraction, multiplication signs. It's just a series of numbers. At least that's what it strikes me as. All right, fuck this. I give up. One give up. <laughs> if one more of you decides to give up, then at that point, I, I, the wrath will happen. Hannibal, any ideas? You're sitting there uh, thinking. Nope, still thinking. Fair enough. 
Uh, Alice, any uh, 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 answers you want to try? Uh, man, he who makes me doesn't want me. What would someone make that they don't want? A decision, you can also buy? Trouble? A... Trouble does not work. Uh, we said time, didn't we? Where we did that time. one? Time does not work. He who buys me doesn't need me. He who uses me doesn't care. It strikes me, investigators, that it can't be something that abstract if it involves buying an item, correct? Could be like a food? Uh, You say food and nothing happens. No, because someone who makes food could use it. Well, I I suppose it's not a matter of could using it. It's he who makes me doesn't want me. So what does someone make that they don't want to have to use? That's why I said weapon before, but we didn't get anywhere with weapon. Weapons have all kinds of uses, investigator. For as long as our world's history has existed, weapons have been in our hands, and we have desired weapons. Alcohol? Does not happen. Nothing happens. I think alcohol goes in hand with weapons for being at the dawn of civilization there, investigator. Oh, it's sex. Got it. Nothing happens. Charming, (laughs) investigator. Real charming. Is it fire? Uh, For the record, someone who buys sex probably does need it. You say fire. Nothing happens. If you buy... What can you buy that somebody makes? Bread? Food? He who buys me doesn't need me. Those are all things that people buy that they might need. Dough. It's dough. Nothing happens. Ah... Did you make dough? He who buys me doesn't need me. K-N-E-E-D. He who uses me doesn't care. I think that's actually a good answer. <laughs> what about a friend? Nothing happens. I wonder if it's something luxurious, because that would be something that you would buy that the person doesn't need, and the person using it wouldn't care. Gold? Nothing happens. Um... It seems like it's something someone has to craft, right? He who makes me doesn't want me. What professions do you think are out there where the item being crafted is something that they never want to have to use? Never want to have to use. Is it a will? Nothing happens. Um... Oh, it's an insurance salesman. <laughs> uh, oh, I got it. It's a tombstone. And it glows. And it works. Yeah. I also would have accepted casket. There we go. Nice right. job. Something dark. So we got that one. 
So now we gotta figure out these numbers. How the hell are we gonna figure out these numbers? There's gotta be a pattern. The great uh, uh, devourer, Annabelle, looks at it and kind of shrugs, and he's more than willing to bounce ideas off you guys, but he doesn't seem to either want to answer it or know the answer. All right, what, what, do, you, what do you have to, to bounce to us? I should say that you'll have to bounce something my way before I can bounce it back, investigator. But uh, it doesn't seem math-related. How else can you organize numbers? I mean, you could organize them alphabetical. Organize them alphabetically. So you want to organize the numbers by the spelling of their like first, the first uh, 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 English letter. Yes. Eight five four nine seven uh, eight five four nine one seven six three two zero. That is correct. Nice. Well done, investigators. You're brighter than I give you credit for. And the door well, I opens. I gave up five minutes ago. <laughs> the door opens, and you did not experience the wrath. Like, I kind of thought you would as a dungeon master. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Eat my ass. Boom. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty determined on that. The door opens, and uh, uh, Annabelle looks to you guys and says, Any other questions as we move along? Uh, man, hold on. My brain's still cooling down. Give me a second here. <laughs> uh, any questions, uh, Alice or Thelonious, while uh, Hannibal's thinking? So, let's see. So, so you we were know. the one who stopped Torn then. Yes, indeed, I was. How did you get the jump on him? Torn himself was battling against those adventurers, and when he was at his weakest is when I struck. So the adventurers were able to take him down even with the armor? The adventurers actually battled him uh, when he had the armor on, but Torn Ballantine was an unusual character. He was more powerful without the armor of Endless Night on. How was he more powerful without it? That was who Torn Ballantine was. A gold-scale dragonborn that was destined to lead the dragonborn people to a new age of prosperity. He wielded the armor of Endless Night because he knew that he'd be able to make more difficult decisions with it on. What kind of decisions? Decisions of war, er, investigator. Decisions of war. He was too soft-hearted. He would never be able to make those kind of decisions. But with the armor of Endless Night, he could. Is it because it changed him or how he changed himself? I don't know. I wonder if the armor affects the person's affects the personality of the person using it due to the way it may or may not have been made. <laughs> you are very vague, and uh, Annabelle only says, well, I have no intention to lose myself when I put on the armor. All I need is its power. 
Got it. All right. I don't, I don't have any questions at the moment. Uh-uh. And it you guys... seems like at this point we have more answers than he has, so. He has no idea who Pyrolis is. That is one big gaping hole in his plans is that Pyrolis is out there and wants the armor, but he's never known her to exist. <coughs> you guys continue on. And you arrive at uh, the down, or go down a long hallway and arrive at another chamber. In this chamber, uh, you see a door on the far other side. There's a fountain that's spitting out water. Uh, there's a plaque on it. And otherwise, there are four treasure chests in the room. What does the plaque say? <laughs> you don't want to look at the treasure chest first? No. No. Resist temptation and the path forward is as simple as the flow of water. And sitting on the other side of the fountain that you guys can now see as you get closer to the plaque is a solid jet black piece of breastplate. The armor of endless night that Abraham Goldbeard stowed away is sitting on the other side of the fountain. Okay. So, just for mechanical reasons, mechanical purposes, the... Where we need to go is beyond this, correct? That is correct. Uh, Okay. uh, You were told by Abraham that beyond this door is the place where Kuru was sealed away, where the cultists are. Okay. Well, this doesn't take a genius. We go clear out the cultists and try to nick it on our way back. Well, what if we grab it now and hold on to it and then go take care of the cultists and have, you know, emphysema here help us out with the cultists? Well, yes, but it says resist temptation. I don't know that we necessarily want to touch anything in this room. Well, I think resistance means don't go in the treasure chest. Maybe, but it could also mean the armor. Why take the risk? We can we can grab it on the way back. We don't know how many cultists there are, do we? We don't. We don't know if we don't know what we're what's going to be in there at this point. But look at how powerful three nineteen is. I kind of agree with uh, Alice here. Should leave it. Yeah, leave it for the time being. We can come back for it. Okay. Investigators, we have a deal, correct? I help you deal with this Kuru, and I get the uh, breastplate. That was the deal. That is the deal. Wonderful. And you're saying that we should leave this behind for now because it might interfere with the way forward. Correct. Very well. Let it never be said that I am not a man of my word. As tempting as it is to take the breastplate and leave you all here, I'll oblige. Well, at least we have that going for us. Okay. All right. Let's go kill these cultists. So you guys are standing in front of the fountain. The door is closed still. Treasure chests are sitting there. Armor sitting there. What do you want to do? 
So what's the plaque say exactly? Resist temptation, and the path forward is as simple as the flow of water. All right, so which way is the water flowing? Uh, it's coming out of the center of the fountain and okay. splashing around, and it just sort of is uh, chaotic. It's a you know fountain uh, rising out of the center. Okay, so what if we direct the water into the door? Uh, in what way? Can I use my shield to just kind of deflect the fountain water at the door? Yeah, sure. You can give that a shot. Make a uh, dexterity check. All right. Add proficiency <clears throat> bonus because you're uh, using uh, an item you're trained in. Got it. So that is a 25. With a 25, you kind of cram your shield at the top of the fountain, and it splashes water towards the door. And you don't know how much of the water gets on it, but after a moment, uh, the door opens. And you see a, a long hallway, and you see flashing red lights at the end of the hallway. Flashing red lights, those aren't good. Um, okay. What do you think? You I say we move forward uh, cautiously. Yeah, can we stealth at this point? Yeah, you guys can stealth, absolutely. Uh, feel free to roll stealth. Uh, Annabelle uh, kind of chuckles a bit and whispers harshly to you guys, do you have the luxury of taking your time, investigators? We kind of don't. I, I got an unnatural 20. For I got an 18. I had a 9. Okay. And you guys... what? Oh, yeah. Do we still want to stealth, or do we want to just go in there? <clears throat> Time might be a factor. Let's just go. Okay, I let those two run out ahead. Well, you, you don't have a choice in the matter. Your stealth didn't work. <laughs> uh, so you guys are running? Yeah, you want to run? Or you want to just I wouldn't walk say run. I don't, I don't want to, like, book it, but, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk at a normal pace. Yeah. Like, We're power a, walking. I need to know right now. Uh, We're not double moving. Run, okay, you're not double moving. No, I'm not double moving. Correct. Okay. Uh, you guys walk down the hall and arrive at a huge chamber. This one is probably like, you know, probably twice the size of the last room. Probably 200 feet by 200 feet. It's enormous. Uh, you definitely see a lot more of those uh, kind of uh, uh, indentations of the wall that have uh, corpses and, you know, skeletons and stuff, uh, the interred dead. Uh, but in the center of this room, you see an enormous magical circle, like a pentagram drawn onto the ground. At each point of the pentagram is a, uh, uh, a figure in loose-fitting robes, the, the hoods are down, typically, uh, mostly human, uh, and they're all chanting. On the, uh, the furthest point of the star, you see a figure with its hood up, and as you guys walk into the room, it immediately looks up in your guys' direction. Okay, I'm going to pull out my two silver rapiers. Oh, uh, at the center of the circle is uh, <coughs> Altarius Brightmore, who's uh, seemingly unconscious and lying on the ground. Is it just him? No, there's nobody standing over him? 
I uh, at the moment it is just him. Yep. Okay. So, how many of them are there? Five, he said. Uh, yeah. It looks like there are. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, on this odd star, yeah, there'd be like five uh cultists. So four cultists that seem, you know, uh, like you know, regular humans, and then the hooded one at the far side. Uh, it so looks the hooded like... one. Does the hooded one? He said we could see their face. You can't see their face very well. Uh, however, uh, it does make you think of the hooded figure that was with uh, Murdoch Obsidian. Great. Okay. All right. So, looks like they're starting the ritual. Oh, it looks um, like the ritual's been going. The pentagram yeah. is glowing red. Uh, the cultists are chanting. Okay, and... I'm... So how far away is one of the, is the closest cultist to me? Probably about eighty feet. Eighty feet. We should probably get there and start stabbing cultists. What do you guys think? I agree. Okay. I wanna, can I use a spell? Uh, make or an initiative check for me. Okay. So I've got. I've got Five. an idea. Twenty-two. <laughs> Four. Oof. Uh, who had the? Uh, uh, so let's see. Alice had a twenty-two. <laughs> Uh, next up was a five, right? Yeah, for me. Hannibal. And then a four for you, Thelonious? Yeah. Alice, it's your turn. Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, Annabelle's turn is first. Annabelle looks at the, uh, uh, the, those, you know, cultists, and he says, it seems to strike me that if there's no Kuru for me to deal with, that our deal won't fall, come true. Is that correct? Well, we gotta well there will cultists. be a Kuru if these guys aren't stopped. Wonderful. And he does not do anything. Annabelle awesome. waits for the ritual to go through so that your deal will be uh, held true. He says, unless, of course, you're willing to give me the armor even if there is no Kuru. Well, if we could prevent Kuru from happening... I, I would say that fulfills your obligation. That would fulfill your obligation. Wonderful. Uh, he flies towards the the, fur, the one that's the furthest away, but has not made it to him yet because he's like, you know, like 150 feet away, 160 feet. Uh, Alice, it's your turn. All right. So none of them are in range. I don't have any sneak attack on any of them. Uh, nope. So I'm, I'm going to move up uh, 30 feet. So I'm about 50 feet away from him now, right? The closest one? Yeah. Okay. And then I guess I'm going to cast a Ray of Frost on it. Absolutely. Is Ooh, natural 20. Ooh, hot damn. So that's going to be 4d8. Uh, yes, it will be. That's better. And that's better. Uh, so that is 10, 12, 19 damage. <coughs> 19 damage. You, like, you know, launch a bolt of ice and it, uh, like, slows him down. And uh, he screams out, complete the ritual. Complete it for our master. Murdoch Obsidian must be obeyed. 
Uh, the cultists do not attack you guys. They continue chanting, and the chanting gets louder and louder. Uh, Hannibal, it's your turn. All right, so I'm how far away? They're uh, at either point of the star that's about 80 feet away from you. Uh, is a cultist. So uh, Alice started to run after one, launched ice on it. Another one is 80 feet the other direction. Okay, I'm going to go toward the one that Alice attacked and um, it's 80 feet for me? Uh, yes, from where you're at right now. Okay, I'm going to um, so if I if I double move, do I still have an action left after that? You would not, no. Unless you like okay. uh, uh, action surge or whatever it is. No. Alright, so I'm going to get I'm going to just use my movement, get 30 feet closer, and then I'm going to launch two arrows at it. Okay. That works. Uh, that is a 24. Uh, that's a hit. And a 10. Uh, 10 is a miss. 10 is a miss, of course. And that is nine damage. Uh, let's see. You launch your arrows, and that cultist dies. And uh, in his death throes, the cultist pulls out the arrow, and his blood splatters onto the ground. And he says, blood for Kuru, and falls face first onto the ground. Okay, so maybe if these things die, it completes the ritual. So, shit. Okay. Thelonious, it's your turn. Shit. Um, at the well, moment... My... Oh, I'm sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Uh, at the moment, the cultists are chanting. They are doing stuff. Uh... So as far as that goes, they, they seem to want to pick up the pace now that you guys have arrived on the scene. Okay. So, I mean, if they're picking up the pace, I mean, sure, blood might be part of the ritual, but they need to complete the ritual in order for anything to happen. And they also have to sacrifice... What's his face? What if we have X319 pick up what's his face out of the circle? Okay. That would that would probably help. In the meantime, I, I was thinking of using my slow spell. It says it can alter time uh, up to six creatures, 40 feet within range. And each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. It will be affected for the spell for the duration. And then they get negative two penalty to AC and dexterity. And it can't use reactions. You absolutely could do that. Uh, the only catch is that none of them are within 40 feet of each other. You'd only be able to target one of them with that spell. Oh, so it's 40 foot cube range. No, they're not that close together. No, they're all very far apart. This room is enormous. Oh, I thought they were all congregating together, nope. like holding hands, some sort of shit. Nope. They, Don't uh... you have a sleep spell? Don't I have a what? I thought you had a sleep spell. No, I switched it out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Okay, so we get so we can't get numerous targets. We can only do one at a time. Or how close am I to um? What's his face? What's whose face? The one that they're about to sacrifice. Altarius. Altarius is certainly uh, near the center of the uh, pentagram. Uh, make an Arcana check. I cannot roll for shit today. Um, seven. You don't know whether he's being sacrificed in this spell or not. Uh, you know that Kuru has to eat a priest to get eat his 50th priest and, and gain all that power from Azadon. Uh, so you don't know if he's a part of the spell or not. Okay. Does my invisibility spell only impacts me, right? I can't do it to anyone else. Uh, if it says target self, then yeah, it's only you. I got, should I double check or do you know for sure? I, I think it's just you. Let me double check. I think greater invisibility affects other people. Uh, I can probably check on my end as well. I was going to say, my, my handbook just froze on me. Uh, of course. Uh, invisibility, uh, concentration up to an hour. Uh, oh, no, range is touch, so uh, a creature you touch. It could be somebody else. All right. Do I run up to it and make it invisible? Make them invisible? I mean, I don't. There, it still needs to eat him. But I mean, point. then and he can't. Or did uh, you want to? Did you want to ask uh, uh, Annabelle to take Altarius out of there? Or at least, like, pick him up off the circle. I think is the way to go. All right. I guess I'll yell at uh, Emphysema to grab. <clears throat> Altarius, right? Yep, that's his name. <clears throat> okay. And then in the meantime, can I also... Is that an action or is that just like a bonus action? Uh, that's just a free action, yelling that. Okay. Uh, so what would you like to do? And then I guess I'll also uh, shoot a firebolt at the closest uh, priest. Sure, the closest, closest guy at me. Yeah, there's yeah, a, cultist. another cultist that's alive within 80 feet of you, so go ahead. Well, you know what? Hold on. Yeah. No, I just want to do that. That is a unnatural 20. That's a hit. Okay. And let me know how much damage you do. 12. Blastifier hits the cultist, and he kind of kneels down. And uh, stands up straight again and yells out, complete the ritual. Can I do a, uh, or is it too late? Can I do that quickening spell and hit him again? I'd allow that. Okay. So I'll shoot another firebolt at his ass. Absolutely. <sighs> Eleven. Firebolt goes whizzing past him and just misses. And hits another cultist, right? Roll a d20, Thelonious. <laughs> Five. Nope, does not hit another cultist. Sorry. Awesome. I get. I man, I was trying to help you out there. Nothing uh, can help this dice today. Annabelle slows down. 
he was going to attack the furthest away one. And he says, very well, I'll oblige. And he scoops up Altarius and then bounces back to the uh, entryway. That's his turn. Alice, it's your turn. All right. Um, I'm going to try to hit uh, the same cultist that uh, Thelonious was attacking with a chromatic orb. Absolutely. That is a 21. That's a hit. And I guess I'm going to go with... Uh, Lonnie's hit it with fire, and that seemed to be fine. So we'll just go with fire. Sure. D8. Nine. And seven. So 16 damage. And that cultist dies. There are now two, uh, three cultists. The one uh, uh, with a hood up, and then the other two. Um, and, oh, and then I'm gonna. Uh, how far away am I from the next closest cultist? Uh, probably about uh, sixty feet. So I'm going to. I guess I'll just move up thirty feet, and then as a, a bonus action, I'm gonna draw. Uh, my rapiers. All right. Their turns. Let's see what they can do while missing two of their cultists. The... Ooh, 16. Uh, the flashing red lights become brighter and brighter, and you think that the ritual is nearly complete. Hannibal, it is your turn. Okay, so I was, so I had moved up 30 feet toward the cultist that is dead now. Um, th- the next closest cultist. Like 110 in, feet. 110 feet, fuck balls. What about the, uh, the, the hooded figure? He's even further away. He's like 100, uh, what would it be, 110 uh, or 140 feet uh, from okay. where you're at right now? How far, do, how far do arrows flow, fly? Oh, uh, pretty dang far. 80, right, 80 so feet. Uh, yeah. 80 feet? I think it's 80 feet, and then it isn't there like a, something else at 320? Yes, within 320 feet, you would have disadvantage. So you can hit anyone in this room, but with disadvantage. So All you right. could probably move up 30 feet and avoid the disadvantage. I'm the closest one, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I guess... That's what we'll do for now. So we'll do that. Run up to the closest one, and I'm going to throw, shoot two arrows at it. Go right ahead. Uh, That is a 24. That's a hit. And a 14. Uh, Also a hit. Okay. Uh, Twenty-three damage. Oh, uh, two arrows go just lodging into the uh, uh, the cultist, and he spews out blood and uh, hits the ground. Dead? Oh yeah, he's dead. Okay, just making sure. Uh, Thelonious, it's your turn. There are so, now two cultists: the uh, the hooded one, and then one remaining guy. I'm gonna go after the hooded one. Sure, he's further away. Uh, what's the range of your uh, longest range spells? 
Looks like my orb is 90 feet. Uh, if you advanced up 30 feet, you'd be able to get the the one closest on your side, the uh, the regular one, but the hooded guy is out of your reach. Okay. He's like 160 feet away. Do you know, are there any spells that go that far? Not off the top of my head. Uh, 100 feet for Firebolt. Okay, that's not quite it. Hold on, let me just check these last two real quick. Okay. Uh, lightning bolt is a hundred feet. So if I moved and used the lightning bolt, would that be able to reach the hooded guy, or am I still gonna be too far away? Uh, you'd still be too far away. He's uh, like a hundred and sixty feet away, so you'd still be thirty <clears throat> feet out of range. Okay. And then the last one is that scorching ray. I think that has even less range, if I'm remembering right. I think you're probably right. I think it's 60. It's either 60 or 90, I'm pretty sure. No, it's 120. Oh. 120 feet, you'd still be shy of the hooded guy, uh, but you can absolutely hit the other one with that, like just about any of those spells. Uh, but I'm only like 10 feet. You can't give me that 10 feet? Uh, no, I can't. That's the way it works, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, and is this the time for you to be making bargains in a room with a sealed away <laughs> demon? Because Kuru might be able to give you ten feet. I don't well, just... I feel like the hooded figure is going to be the is the main culprit here. All right. What if I did another uh, quickening meta magic thing? Could I use that for another action to get closer? Yeah. So you could. Uh, uh, standard action, run, that'd be 60 feet, and then quicken spell, one of the like the longest range spell you have, you could do that. And then I could use one of my spells? Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd get one shot at it. Fuck, let's do it. Sure, so you run towards like the center of the room, you know, it's like yeah. the, the straightest line you can to the uh, hooded figure, and what uh. are you launching, lightning bolt? Yeah, I'm going to make this count. I'm going to use a uh, lightning bolt. Absolutely. Is that a, uh, a, a deck save on his part? I got to go back. Because I, I thought I wrote this down, but I didn't. Lightning bolt. What you got for me? Thinking dexterity um, saving throw. Yeah, must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, he gets a 14. What's the spell save DC you have? Would it say it in the directions here? No, it'd be your oh, no. character sheet, yeah. So what am I looking... Mine is 14. Uh, so... He... Uh, fails. He has to get above that. Okay. Whew, that was close then. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. Don't forget to add your charisma bonus because it's a lightning spell. Yeah, this fucker is about to be dead. Well, we don't know. Well, it's 8d6 He's plus a boss. 4. He's a that's boss, though, man. Oh, well, that's true. Give me All some right. damage. Let's see. And we think we know who he may or may not be. 
How much damage? It's a lot of rolling. Yes, it is. Still going. 28. You, did you add your charisma bonus? Yep. Okay. You launch a bolt of lightning across the room. Uh, as you do so, the uh, hooded figure throws up his hands to, to block and lightning crackles into him. Uh, and, you know, just kind of like scalds his flesh and stuff as he's holding it up to sort of defend against the spell. Uh, but he still stands. Alice, it's your turn. Okay, how far away am I from the closest minor cultist at this point? 30 feet? Uh, hey, wait, what happened to my turn? Am I before or after Sphinx? You were before me. You went right oh, before Oh, was I? Yeah. yeah, you shot him with the oh, arrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you right. gunned him down with the arrow. I thought it was after. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, right. Alice. And it's uh, Thelonious. Yeah, Thelonious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alice, I... I the remaining cultist is a bit of a distance from you because it's on the other side of the room. Uh, it's probably about, uh, uh, I think, 90 feet from where you ended up. Perfect. Then I'm going to use uh, cunning action to run 60 feet towards it. Yeah, absolutely. You get up there. And then I'm going to use my movement to move the 30 feet to it. I. Uh, because you so, said it was 90 feet, right? Yeah, it's 90 feet. So your cunning action doubles your movement as a bonus action. So you oh. still have a standard action, but it's 60 feet of movement. Okay. And that doesn't work out quite like I had hoped. All right. That's still fine. That's still probably my best move. Um, well, actually, I can't do anything if I do that. You do have <laughs> a, uh, a standard action still. Can I can I take that back and just move the thirty feet first? Sure, I'd allow that. Because I don't because th- I don't think I could attack because I have rapiers in each hand, so I couldn't get it with a spell. Uh, you'd be able to drop one of them and cast a spell. Dropping a weapon is a free action. Picking it up is a standard. A uh, bonus. Bonus. Okay. All right. So if I move sixty feet. And then drop as a free action, bonus action next turn, walk the next 30 feet. Okay, that that works. Okay, so yeah, I'll drop I'll drop a weapon so I can uh, try to hit it with a uh, chromatic orb. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and uh, uh, attempt. Where's my mouse? There it is. And that is a 22. A 22 is a hit. Okay, come on. Decent damage. Ooh, that's a good start. Not as good. Eight is 19 damage altogether. What uh, element did you use? Oh, uh, I'm going to go fire. A ball of fire smashes into the cultist and he drops to his knees and still continues chanting. Uh, Annabelle floating beside the uh, uh, unconscious body of Altarius, says, So am I just on guard duty? No, now that he's out of the way, you're free. Go do, you do you. If you want to join the fire. Attack, yeah. definitely attack. 
You do you is a very, very terrible way of putting it, because I would have absolutely abandoned you and taken the armor. But a deal's a deal. I... He, I, I... Flies up into the air, opens his mouth. Uh, let's see, what element is he right now? What did he switch to last? Uh, Fire. Red is, yeah. Uh, uh, he has red scales. He opens his mouth and a gout of flame shoots down at the hooded figure at the uh, uh, the far end. Who gets hit with some fire damage? You guys make note of how much fire damage this is. Oh, you guys unfortunately don't know, but it is a bit. I. Uh, the enemy's turn. The. I. Uh, the final cultist, with his last breath at one HP, stops chanting, smiles, and then pulls out a dagger, and once again yells, "Blood for Kuru!" Stabs himself and drops to his knees. The hooded figure. Uh, as the pentagram is now glowing just this horrible, insidious, bright red, uh, steps back a few, uh, uh, spa you know, a few steps, and his cloak turns to just ashes from the fire that he was hit with. And Alice, you see, not quite Aldaria Everwinter, your friend and the son of uh, Alizontalus Everwinter, you instead see him but with horns and red eyes. He has, like, bat-like wings, and he seems incredibly demonic, but it looks so much like Aldaria. I've been waiting for this moment, Alice. And out of the center of the red circle appears what looks like an old man. He has a beard, scraggly. He looks almost like he's homeless. He's, you know, has ripped up clothing. Uh, and he's kind of uh, uh, corpulent. He's a, a, a big guy. Seems dirty, gray hair. And he appears in the center of the pentagram, which now ceases to glow. Oh. I smell the blood of a Templeton. And he rises up, and he turns and looks at the three of you, uh, and then narrows his eyes in on you, Hannibal. And he smells the air. Oh, blood tells, Sonny. You here to finish what your great-grandpappy started? Excuse me? Oh, didn't you know? It was a Templeton that shielded me away down here. All right, well. I don't... Looks like it's a Templeton that's going to finish you off uh, this time. I don't suppose you joined the priesthood, did you? 
Trust me, I ain't no priest. Oh, that's a shame. You looked mighty delicious. And he reels back, and his form explodes into that of like what looks to be this ten foot tall pig like demon. Its hands have four fingers on them. Uh, it's hairy, it's bloated, it has large tusks that coil out, and it just sort of snorts and cackles. Ah, oh, you'll be mighty delicious, shun. And Kuru has been unsealed. Hannibal, it's your turn. Awesome. Um, okay. Okay, so the the let's take a little stock here. So the, the one cultist is dead. He sacrificed himself. Uh-huh. Hooded guy who is no longer hooded is still alive. He seems to know Alice. Seems to know Alice. Uh-huh. But he's hurt, but he's alive. And then we got Kuru in the center here. Yep. Okay. And Altarius is safe kind of behind us at the door for the moment. Yep, if the demon can get through the lot of you, it can get to the priest. Uh, but okay. you guys can get in its way, of course. All right. Um, shit. Uh, okay, so where is Hannibal? Or no, I'm sorry. Where is uh, Thelonious in relation to me? Uh, Thelonious is on the other side of the room. Uh, all of you guys are a bit of a distance from each other. You guys are all, like, kind of around the the this, you know, uh, uh, demon uh, which, if you want to make a religion check, I can tell you more about what it is. Uh, sure. 14. <clears throat> uh, 6. 18. With an 18, Alice, you believe that this demon is a pretty powerful one in the abyss. It is a Nelfeshni. N-A-L-F-E-S-H-N-E-E. Large, corpulent, bloated, piggish demon. Uh, you don't know uh, how its power ranks against other Nalfeshni, uh, but at the very least, if it eats Altarius, bad things are going to happen according to Abraham Goldbeer. All right. But Hannibal... Uh, you're probably about, uh, uh, all of you guys, I would say, are roughly 40 feet away from uh, Kuru in the center. Actually, he's large size, so probably like closer to 30 feet, each of you. All right. Well, guess I'm going to be pulling out my uh, silver rapiers. You draw out your silver rapiers. And I say, Templeton started this. And the Templeton's going to finish it. And I rush in, and I'm going to stab his ass three times. Absolutely. (laughs) That is an unnatural 20. That's a hit. That is an unnatural 22. That's a hit. And that is in uh, 12. 12, unfortunately, misses. Okay, fair enough. Uh... That is uh, 19 damage. All right. And you didn't uh, reduce that in any way, right? 
No, it's silver rapiers. Perfect. Uh, you stab it with the silver rapiers, and uh, 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 Kuru looks down at you and goes, Oh, you done your homework just like your old great-grandpappy. And it licks his lips in your direction. Uh, Thelonious, it's your turn. Um, if I do a level two chromatic orb, that will give me the five d eight, correct? Uh, uh, I think it's four. Yeah, four d eight for level two. Oh, it goes up each time. Uh, yeah, it goes one d eight every level you raise it. All right, then let's do level three. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, what element are you choosing? Demons resist a lot of different elements. Yeah, they don't like fight, or they they're they, they like can fire. fight fire pretty good. Yeah, fire. So I uh, guess. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, what did you get on your religion check? That was a fourteen. You know that they resist cold, fire, and lightning. Okay. Oh, and they're immune to poison. That would be very bad to hit them with. So I guess I'm going acid. Absolutely, you can definitely do acid. Uh oh. No. That's a nine. Well, it wasn't a critical fail. That's the big part. Uh, it goes flying at the uh, 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 Nelfeshni. It holds out one of its thick, meaty arms, splashes it, but its natural armor just resists your attack. I can't do an empowered spell, can I? To try and roll again? No. Uh, empowered no, that's spell just for damage, right? Exactly. Yeah. Reroll damage. I. Uh, the I uh, I uh, as you guys are launching attacks against it, and the thing kind of scoffs and laughs at you guys. I, uh, in the blink of an eye, Annabelle is right in front of it and goes, "A deal's a deal," and goes to try to stab it with one of his clawed uh, hands. And he hits it. And the thing lets out a, a roar in pain as uh, uh, Annabelle stabs the thing. And he just sort of laughs. Alice. As it kind of, you know, reality starts to, to start, you know, dawning in on you. You see that uh, Aldaria... Your old friend has locked eyes with you. It has been a long time, Alice. A long time indeed. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.